Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. All right, so today we've got a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Lauren Castle, and she is the founder of the Functional Medicine Pharmacist Alliance at www.fmpha.org. This mission uh, of Functional Medicine Pharmacist Alliance is to integrate pharmacists into the practice of functional medicine and functional medicine into the profession of pharmacy. She completed her doctor of pharmacy from Ohio Northern University and her master's of science in functional medicine and human nutrition from the University of Western States. Lauren also works as a health mar- market health and wellness director for Walmart and serves as a social media influencer as Dr. Lauren Castle on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Lauren, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Hi, Hillary. It is so great to be on the show today. Well, we're delighted to have you and talk more about functional medicine. Uh, It's definitely becoming a hot topic. So now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you could fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure. So um, I think you kind of covered the basics, but I am currently residing in the Dayton, Ohio area. Uh, I'm happily married and I have an amazing cat named Emily who uh, is kind of my sidekick for everything I do. Awesome. And well, you are staying very busy with all of the different activities that you have. Um, uh, definitely check her out on Instagram and, and all of the different channels. Um, but first, let's kind of give our listeners a baseline about what is functional medicine and then what is FMPHA. Sure. So functional medicine is essentially a way of practicing um, in pharmacy or medicine or really any integrative profession. So it takes a step back and really looks at the root causes of disease. So an example I like to give is, you know, my husband had a lot of sinus issues and gut issues and things that we were trying to figure out why they were happening. And so it seemed like no matter what we did or any over-the-counter remedies we used or you know, those types of treatments never really solved the problem. It just sort of alleviated some of the symptoms. In a functional medicine approach, you would actually go and try to find what the root cause of that might be. And so in his case, we were able to determine through some advanced testing that he had dairy and gluten sensitivities. So those types of symptoms that he was having isn't something you necessarily would associate with food sensitivity. But in his case, being able to identify and remove those triggers completely changed all of those problems that he was having. And so for the first time in you know a very long time, he was able to sleep at night, um, breathe clearly, feel great, get his energy back, um, all because of finding that root cause of what his symptoms were from. Hmm, interesting. Um, so that's, I guess, kind of a personal story of how you got interested in functional medicine. And then you went on to study that and get your master's in functional medicine. Um, what does that kind of um, education look like? Um, I know there's there's a lot of different 
like integrative functional medicine. Share a little bit more about kind of, I guess, some of the educational pathways and things. Yeah. So after we kind of had this personal experience with functional medicine, I really felt like this was the future of medicine and something that I really wanted to learn more about. So I researched a lot of different programs that were out there. Um, and ultimately for me, being that functional medicine was so new, um, I wanted something that was a bit more of a structured and recognizable designation. So a master's degree fed in really well with my personal career goals. Um, being that I knew I wanted some type of secondary degree, um, I did not do a residency after my PharmD program at Ohio Northern. Um, so I was already kind of seeking out that level of education. And so finding the program at the University of Western States was really just the perfect fit for what I was looking for. So not everyone needs to do a master's degree in nutrition or functional medicine. Um, but for me personally, I knew that the type of companies I work in, um, being larger companies, having that level of expertise is something that would be sought after um, versus perhaps a certification or a health coaching program. Um, that might be better for someone who is an entrepreneur or working independently or perhaps looking for a more affordable training option um, because certainly a master's degree is, is an investment. So it really just depends on the type of person and what you are hoping to do with that education and training. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that I started the Functional Medicine Pharmacist Alliance was you know, as I started learning this information in my program, um, I also started doing speaking engagements um, and kind of getting out there and spreading the word about functional medicine through different pharmacy conferences at Ohio and Michigan Pharmacist Association meetings. Um, and we had so much interest after those presentations of people saying, well, where can I learn more and, and how can I get involved in this? So at the time in 2017, there really weren't any resources that were geared specifically for pharmacists. And so I decided to create a Facebook group um, called the Functional Medicine Pharmacist and kind of create this website where people could come and learn more about it. And so that was sort of how it all started, just a very grassroots kind of effort. Um, but there was really a secondary aim as well. So I also went to a functional medicine conference um, later on that year. And while I was sitting there in this you know, room full of all these different healthcare practitioners, one of the breakout questions that they asked was around working with interdisciplinary teams. So they put this slide up and it had probably 12 different healthcare practitioners listed on it from doctors to chiropractors to nutritionists, acupuncturists herbalists, you know, everyone you can think of, except for a pharmacist. So that was really eye-opening for me whenever I realized that, you know, pharmacists, we've always had this struggle to really help identify what it is that we do and why we're such an important resource for patients and providers on a healthcare team. So that sort of became the secondary mission of this group as well, which is it's more than just introducing pharmacists to functional medicine. It's really advocating within the field of functional medicine for what the role of a pharmacist can be, um, given that there's so many things we can really help patients with 
um, in terms of not only managing med- their medications, but even getting off their medications. Definitely. Um, so talk a little bit more about the role of the pharmacist in functional medicine. Yeah, so there's definitely a spectrum on which you can practice functional medicine as a pharmacist. You know, for most people, I tell people to just start where they are. Start educating yourself on what it is and start experimenting with how you can implement some of these types of changes into your own lifestyle. So that way you can really speak to your patients about how important the power of food as medicine is, how critical sleep is into healing the body, managing stress and what that does for your cortisol levels, um, all those different lifestyle changes. And no matter what setting you work in, those are things that you can absolutely talk to your patients about, whether you are in a busy community setting or you're in a hospital and perhaps uh, helping to discharge a patient, um, or if you're working in an independent, maybe you're compounding um, some hormones or something like that for a patient. There's any practice can really start implementing lifestyle pearls. If you're interested in really being in more of the driver's seat, um, functional medicine is an area of practice that is very much open to any type of practitioner. So more and more we see healthcare really being taken up into the patient's wishes instead of the more traditional model where you simply accept the doctor's orders. So it's a it's a true partnership between the patient and their healthcare practitioner um, and really a team effort. So what we like to do is make sure that the patients are very involved and engaged. And with that, even as a pharmacist, if you're working one-on-one with patients, you can sort of take over that driver's seat by saying, well, hey, let's dig into this type of dietary change and kind of explore what this might look like. And you can partner with a dietitian on that, or you can provide more generalized recommendations. You might say, well, let's look at this lab data. And there's companies out there where you can actually order labs as a patient yourself, or depending on the state that you're in, you may be able to order labs as a pharmacist, um, or you can partner with a physician to order those labs. So lots of different ways that you can kind of start digging deeper into the patient's story. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste, compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Now, speaking of labs, are any of those covered by insurance at this point, or that's still kind of a area where, um, you know, with, with, even with the genomic testing and things, uh, it, it takes the payers a little bit longer to kind of catch on to some of the newer trends happening? Yeah. So that is definitely one challenge. Um, It certainly would depend on the state that you're practicing in and how you can um, work with your patients on that. Um, But another kind of option too is a lot of functional medicine practices are actually cash-based. 
Um, and so many patients who are seeking this out are going to be willing to make the investment in their health. Um, and even in the traditional realms where maybe a physician is practicing functional medicine, many of them are opting out of the insurance model simply because they have to get so creative with the coding and the billing in order to get some of these tests covered. Um, it really becomes very difficult to order what's needed. Um, so it is a challenge right now, and they may or may not be covered, um, but it's something that would depend on the state and what's allowed. And perhaps if you have collaborative practice agreements and things like that, it could be a little bit easier. But even still, um, having to be very creative on trying to get those types of things covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would be kind of an example of um, maybe a patient case or something um, that, that one might encounter if they were going through a functional medicine route versus a, a traditional route? Yeah. So like I said, one example obviously is food sensitivities. That's something that can be very common and there's different ways that you can approach it. One way would be through lab testing, but the other way would simply be to do an elimination diet and actually have that trial and error to find out um, what you're really reacting to. Because even some of the tests themselves may not be 100% accurate. And so you may flag as being reactive to a lot of different foods, but in reality, when you actually consume them, you may not have any severe symptoms or reactions to it. So it's definitely a balance of the two. Labs can help sort of pinpoint and track down where to start. Um, But if that's not an option, then just starting out with cleaning up the diet can really make a huge difference. Um, That can really translate into so many different health problems that patients are seeing. So obviously we say that disease begins in the gut for a lot of patients. And so they could be experiencing um, things like SIBO, which are pretty common nowadays, given that so many patients have that intestinal, intestinal permeability um, from the foods that they eat or from, you know, years of antibiotics or NSAIDs, things like that um, can be fairly common. There's also a lot that we're seeing in terms of things like heavy metal toxicity that could be underlying. Um, and that's something else that may need testing to really be able to uncover some of those symptoms that, um, you know, are kind of hiding or disguising the true root cause. Um, a lot of patients also have different autoimmune diseases. Um, so anytime I see a patient who's on thyroid medication, that's a really easy one that you can stop and talk to that patient about if they've had a full lab panel run for their thyroid, if they're just looking at TSH and continuing to take that medication, there could be an autoimmune cause like Hashimoto's that is contributing to that dysfunction. And it could be something that's completely reversible. That's helpful. So Lauren, how, tell us more about uh, FMPH and how to get involved with that. So you can visit fmpha.org in order to sign up um, for our email list. And we are actually in the process of completely revamping and relaunching the website, which I am so excited about. So Up until now, it's really just been a very grassroots movement. We have over 1,300 pharmacists who have joined our Facebook group, and that's been our primary mode of communicating and interacting with each other. Um, But very soon, we're going to be relaunching the website with a true membership option so that if you are looking to get more involved, 
We'll be able to have things like committees um, in order to move our practice of functional medicine and pharmacy forward, whether that is talking to schools of pharmacy about integrating functional medicine education into the curriculum as a potential job opportunity for pharmacists, whether it's advocating um, on the state level for the role of pharmacists um, and provider status so that we can offer more services and be reimbursed for those or whether it is working with other healthcare practitioners to help advocate for the role of pharmacist, um, especially in terms of all the different trainings that are out there. Oftentimes they offer um, medical CE, but not pharmacy CE. So we need more voices to really fuel that fire and advocate for ourselves and being given a seat at the table. Well, that's all very exciting. And uh, so you've got, you know, a very interesting career path that you've had. So what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? So I think the advice that I would say is be open to new opportunities and be ambitious. So no one could really predict what exactly the future is going to hold for pharmacy. There's a lot of, you know, scarcity mindsets that are out there right now around the job market and around, you know, what the role of the pharmacist is, but really and truly we're just getting started. And there is so much opportunity in the field of functional medicine right now. I really think that patients are seeking this out and we know inherently that while drugs are amazing and they can be life-saving and life-changing for many people, for a large majority of our patients, especially if you are in a setting where you can see the types of foods that they're shopping for and eating, there's so much more work that we can do to help them heal if we take a more holistic approach. So I absolutely think that there is going to be a great role for the pharmacists in this functional medicine approach and in a more holistic approach to healthcare. And we have such close relationships with our patients that it only makes sense for us to be involved in this type of care and to continue to help them heal on their journeys. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thanks so much for sharing all about functional medicine. And um, we're so excited to have you a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much, Hillary. It's been great. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.